Welcome everyone. Uh, this is uh, Sudzi here, and uh, I've got Mary Ann with us as well as usual. Say hi, Mary Ann. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it always takes you by surprise. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What the listeners don't know, but what you know, is that my conference literally got canceled like five minutes ago, so I'm getting nine million messages right now. Um, no, you you need to set that aside and put it away and be be present in the studio with. with I literally just listeners. threw my phone out of arm's reach so that I can't. <laughs> like I threw it to the other side of the couch. So I'm with Atta you guys. Girl. I'm committed to you, Lot Justice listeners. Hello, Marianne and I went ahead and caught ourselves a real big fish. Uh, we have a very special guest on uh, the episode with us today. He is the man responsible for all of you listeners, knowing exactly how many times you've seen Down With Disease live. He's the stats man. Um, he's been a guest on podcasts such as Under the Scales and Long May They Run. He's been on The Tonight Show. He's hosted <laughs> Saturday Night Live twice, ladies and gentlemen. He wrote a please. book. He wrote a book. He's a published author. Please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the timer. The sixth member of Fish, David Zizek Steinberg. Hi, David. Woo! I want to point out I got the last flight out of Seattle before the quarantine because yeah. you forged yes. email saying that this was Dean Budnick long they run season two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this lot justice thing is, but okay, fine. I guess I'm here. Let's do it. And you fell for it because that was going to be my next question, which is what is going so wrong in your life that you would stoop so low as to agree <laughs> to do this podcast with us? But it sounds like uh, it sounds like our trickery worked. So how is everything going out in Seattle? And thanks for making it out here. How's everything going there? Apparently, one airplane-sized bottle of hand sanitizer is worth um, $800 on the street. Oh there my. are dealers down by Pike Place Market selling them there. They used to sell pot, but pot you can get. Hand sanitizer, not quite so much. Yeah, so you made it out in time. So what's your what's your plan for getting back? Are you just going to hang out on the East Coast for a while until the dust settles or what? Quarantine in the studio with us. Pillow fight! <laughs> <laughs> I plan to sneak in through the ocean and through the Panama Canal and back up the other side. You know, we're going to talk about Mexico tonight because obviously the, the topic of tonight's podcast is going to be, you know, your end-to-end -end review of the Mexico shows. But that was, you know, the big plan the first time that they played down there and I'm sure subsequent uh, times since that anybody who could not afford to stay at the resort aka the pores were going to stay elsewhere and then scuba in up the coast and, uh, and come up on the shore which it sounds like that you might have kind of a similar uh, a, a similar strategy for getting back to uh, to Seattle David well you know the, the virus roadblocks are getting pretty scary out here now We've been sanitizing our hands. We're, we're actually only slightly nervous about it, really, because my husband works in the school system. So he, you know, kids are just absolutely friggin' disgusting. They're just little <laughs> germ factories, carriers of all things nasty. And although he does not make it a habit to go around touching <laughs> the kids at the school, Jesus. the kids at the school make it a habit of going around touching everything else. So they shut down a few of the schools in the school system because 
some of the teachers and kids got back from Italy a couple weeks ago and tested positive. So they're shutting the schools down so they can basically disinfect every single surface there. Um, and then they're going to open it in a few weeks, which it's, it sounds to me like there's a 14-day incubation period. So who knows how effective or ineffective that will be, but never a dull moment anyway. How many cases do you have out there? It's last I heard, I believe it was like 50, between 50 and 75, somewhere in that range, but just in the Seattle area. Jeez. And like 20 some people have died at that nursing home, right? Yes, which is where I was planning to record from. So I'm glad I switched my plans to up <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, but how many of them died from coronavirus? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ka-ching. All right. Hey, David, listen. So you had, we did, a, we did a, an episode uh, a, a while back about the craziest things we and our listeners have seen at shows. You had a pretty good story. We did not get to talk about it while we were recording because we just ran out of time. But I thought this would be a good opportunity for you to tell us a little bit about what happened to you this past New Year's in New York City. Okay, after the December 30th show, and it was a very good show, and so instead of going to bed like we normally do because we're lame and old, we went to hang up some friends. But it was at the Stuart Hotel, which is one of those hotels that to get up past the first floor, you need to have a room key. So a couple friends and I were waiting in the lobby, waiting for someone to come down to the room key to get us up to the room where the party was. And this guy comes up to us and starts talking, and he offers to buy us all drinks. I like it. I like this guy already. But isn't there, wait, can I just, this is a technicality. Is there even a bar in the Stewart? Yes, yes there's a bar attached to the store. Oh. Right, by, right next to the lobby. Well, I have managed to miss that for years. Continue. <laughs> it's right there. How did you miss it? <laughs> Maybe it's I think I've bar. literally, like, before left to go get alcohol because I was like, there's no bar in this place. I will get booze and bring it to a room. Never mind. You were so drunk you didn't notice bar. it. <laughs> But the problem is, first, there's me, and then there's a mutual friend of ours, yep. and both of us don't drink. And my wife was there, and she's like, who's this guy? I don't want his drink. Like, I don't, and another friend of ours also was like, I'm not quite so sure about this. So, you know, we're all sitting there. We don't know who this guy is, and he's desperately trying to buy us a drink because he is, his name is Jay. He told us that, and he is a member of the Boston Red Sox. First place, I am not a tall individual. This guy is shorter than me, or my exact size. So immediately we're like, really? Let's pause for a second. Let's pause for a second because on now here, back at this same very exact time that this is happening, somewhere in Rhode Island, David texts Sudsy and says, I am here at the hotel lobby with a player of the Boston Red Sox or someone who says he's a player for the Boston Red Sox. Now, I already have serious friggin' FOMO for missing (laughs) out on the New Year's shows. And I'm thinking to myself, you got to be shitting me because if David Steinberg is sitting there with one of the Red Sox players and I'm not there, I'm literally just going to start getting my shoelaces out of my shoes right now because I'm going to hang myself. Not really. It didn't really actually go that far, but I started to, I was like, no way, no way, no way. So he said, I, I, he texted me. No, this is all over text. And, and David said, I, I think he said his name is Jay. So I'm like, Jay, who the hell could possibly be like Jay? What is he talking about? So I'm thinking maybe it's, it's Jackie Bradley Jr., JBJ. Like maybe that's what he said. Back to you, David, take it away. We eventually abandoned this guy who kept on trying to buy us a drink. Yeah, also he had would have had to be someone famous because he makes thirteen million dollars a year. Yes, and the reason I know that because he told us that 
about every third sentence. And he, rent, and he, he kept out repeating the, the same number. It couldn't be a lie. <laughs> and he rented out the entire 12th floor of the hotel that all belonged to him. Hey, Marianne, this seems, sounds like a girl that you dated once. <laughs> she had the 14th floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, the hotel is only 10 stories high. <laughs> also, he has the whole 12th floor, but he's hanging out in the lobby. Yeah, yes. by himself. With a bunch of hippies who desperately <laughs> want, he's trying desperately to get us to accept his drink. He's just hanging out in the fish show after a fish show, which he allegedly attended. So wait, he was not, he, I think I missed this part of the story the first time I heard it. So he wasn't there for the shows. He was allegedly. No, no, no. He allegedly was at the show, which he loved because um, when he went to see a fish, no one would, would recognize him, which is why it's a good thing he made sure to tell us that he was a baseball player. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> that is one undercover cat. <laughs> so our friends come down and go up to the hotel room and I'm texting Sudsy and I'm also texting, can I mention names of other fish fans? Um, Just make them fake. Yeah. Mott Scarts. No. <laughs> no one figure out that code. Good old Mott. Oh, Mott. Okay, so you were texting Mott. Because <laughs> he's also a Red Sox fan. And, uh, and finally, like, I have people like all the way down to like the lowest level of the Red Sox minor league looking for anyone named Jay. There is like a pitcher named Jay, but he's white. No, but there's no, there's, there's, there's no, we, we would have known. Okay. Like we, we would have known. We shouldn't have to dig that hard to find a, a player. There, there was, it, and you know what the thing is? He sounded so convincing per your text that I, Stephen and I started to like question our own Red Sox knowledge. And we were like, maybe we're, we've been really bad fans. You know, we really haven't been paying attention as much as we normally do. Maybe there was a trade. Like maybe they, like, they brought somebody up from AAA. And we don't know. Like this guy, without us even meeting him, made us question everything we know about ourselves. So this is going on. I'm, you know, Mott and you, you and I are all texting each other and I, I have a third person involved who's desperately going through the Red Sox roster looking for anyone no matter how down the minor leagues and finally you know what let's go down to the lobby into the bar see if we can find him again because I kept saying you got to get a picture you got to get a picture yes. send me a picture so we go down and we're worried he's not there but the one of our friends who did not come to the party was down there getting his drink from him and so he let me take a picture with him. I said, you know, I'm a big fan. Jesus. And he handed me what was supposed to be his room key. But what, it was what was not, it? It was not his room. His room key was not. It was the envelope that had his room number in it. Okay. I don't why, know, why is he handing it to you? I do not know. Like, was he hitting on me? Maybe. I would also. Wait, can I also pause for our listeners just to let them know Z doesn't drink or do any substances. So Z's sober. Like, this reporting is very trustworthy. <laughs> it's Unlike, not one of those things. I like, you're married. <laughs> right, where where we get to a point where it's like, well, I ended up with this key, but I'm not sure how. And also, it wasn't a key. 
I'm sure he gave it to me for a reason that I don't know. Like there was just no reason. <laughs> he, so I go, I go back to my room because I'm tired. I leave my wife to hang out at the party. And I get a text a couple hours later, baseball players at the party. This guy had so little to do, he ended up at a party with our friends. And then next day I opened up, like I said, oh yeah, here's his room key or his room key envelope. And inside there is a not 100%, but 99.9% empty tiny drug baggie inside the, the key. Okay, so here's what I proposed. I don't think he was giving you his key. I think he was saying like, here man, like go blow Same. a line in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 no, and then he was probably saying later, like that motherfucker took off with my blow. Right. <laughs> no, no. There, there was like, there, no. There was like three molecules of coke in there. Okay. It's not like there was like, any, like it was just you could <laughs> tell that, that that's what the bag was used for. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm thinking, you know, if that really is a Red Sox player, I could probably blow up the American League pennant race with some drug scandal right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then meanwhile, you got a picture. I got a picture, and he does not resemble anyone who has ever played Major League Baseball in the history of mankind. So David sends me a picture. He's standing with this guy who's grinning year to year, and I'm like, it's not Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> that is definitely not JBJ. That is, I have no idea who that is, but that is nobody I have she had her, her his, his number, which was like this burner phone. We tried going back and like she even paid for a detective service to try to trace back this phone number to find out who the hell this guy is. So and she stayed in contact with him. Did she yes. learn anything more about him? He wouldn't want to give any information out because he was tired of people, all rabid baseball players getting in touch with them. But his <laughs> last name... <laughs> Did he have terminal cancer? <laughs> His uh, last name he finally got out of him is Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing he did was gave her some weird help. I'm trapped in Mexico. To, well, this was I'm trapped in some airport somewhere and we're all stuck here. I was like, like just short of him asking her for money. <laughs> Story. And that's like the last text she ever got from him. And like he... Uh. So, yes, this was the great mystery of Jay Smith, the Red Sox player who makes $13 million a year and yet no one's ever heard of him. <laughs> well, and, I hope he understands how much joy he brought us. Yeah. I'm really hoping one day I'll be watching a baseball game. It's like, holy fuck, that's Jay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, guard that picture with your life just in case you ever need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well that's funny well i'm glad uh i'm glad you had a chance to share that with everybody because i certainly got a kick out of it back then uh and it's still funny today so uh, i hope you carry that one with you for a long time speaking of past episodes that i'd like to return to for just a second marianne regarding our last episode with ivy about the terrors of plastics and glow sticks in particular i got some really constructive feedback um from my older sister so I wanted to, uh, to share that with you and, and David and the rest of our listeners right now. Colette, can you play that clip? Hey, it's me. Nothing important. Calling to say hi. I like your guest star on the, uh, on the show this week. She's very well-spoken. She made you two look like a bunch of imbeciles. Love you. Bye. Do that last sentence. 
Well, the good news is I will not have that effect. I mean, she's not wrong. Ivy is very impressive. <laughs> Can you imagine having that type of uh, that type of unwavering support my entire life? <laughs> It's a wonder I didn't grow up to become a doctor or a lawyer or... Um, okay, so hey, David, so just tell us, let, let's go back here because Stephen and I over the summer, and it was about three o'clock in the morning when my husband and I had this conversation, as, as is per usual when we have these kind of really philosophical deep dives, we were just kind of talking about how amazing it is that, you know, you created, you are the, the stats man, you are the stats master, you are a mathematician. They, but you put to, you, you have this, this great program algorithm, whatever that you put together where people literally, all we have to do is remember the shows that we went to and if you can do that. It is the hard part. Honestly, I know I'm missing some, I know I'm missing some shows, but based on that, you can tell us how many times we've seen a particular song. You can tell us what uh, cities we've seen shows in, what time of year, what day of the week, what month of the year. Uh, it, it, it's absolutely awesome and crazy. So when you were a child, did you think, did you know, like when I grow up, I want to be the fish stats guy? Well, no, because I think there'd be way too much competition for that job, and I would not be able to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that was like the classic fireman fish stats. Right. Like, you know, the, um, the Richard Scarry, what uh, kids do, they have that whole, or what my, my parents do book, has a whole chapter about fish stats. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I could and not find that stupid worm in any of those pages, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so it was something that came to you later in life? It, I had, to, I had to do a few things I don't like to talk about to get this role. I had some <laughs> they are no are you like the, the guy at Firefest? <laughs> there are a few victims of the Fish Stats Empire that we would just acknowledge. Yeah. That, you know, it, it takes, you know, if you want to get this role, sometimes you have to, you know, throw a few Molotov cocktails at people. And I it, understand. And so... Not, when I put my stats in, you're at the other end just typing the numbers back to me, right? That's ridiculous. I have a trained <laughs> parrot doing that. Okay. <laughs> Is it the same one who sings Mike's part during <laughs> Does he have a Facebook profile or a LinkedIn profile? Is he in high demand? What do you think of the fish stat creating parrot? Are you worried the other, the other stats uh, guys are going to poach him? I had this parrot on lockdown. There's no way anyone's allowed to get anywhere near this bird. Yep. <laughs> does, does your mother know what you do? <laughs> this is for Marianne, you too. Do, do, do your parents know, like David, do you know that you have this whole, and I mean, we could do a whole separate episode on the double lives of fish fans, but do, do your parents, uh, if they are still with us, know your uh, role in this community and your involvement in this community and your, your mini celebrity dumb of it all? Well, they have my book and I, you know, whenever I do anything that has some public facing thing, I send it to, to my mom, but it's, I don't think it's ever sunk it. Like every time, like, like I'll be walking down the street occasionally and some fish family will go, Hey David, I know you. Do you, I, does that embarrass you or do you like it when people recognize you? Uh, usually I like it. I mean, if I'm trying to do something like hyper crucial, but I very rarely am, especially like outside of shows where it's just like you don't expect it. So it's always, I usually just do music. 
So usually when people say hello to you, you don't snub them like you snubbed me back in 2004. Do you know, Marianne, did you ever hear this story? I don't believe so. Is this the whole reason why you set me up this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want the world to know what you've done. No, this, this is going back to 2004. So we had been, we met through the Funky Bitches. And back then, like when you wanted to like meet up with somebody at the show, we had like a, a phone number list. We had like a contact list of all the people who used to hang out on the forum. And, you know, David and I communicated regularly on, you know, posting. And I was looking for, I was, he was like on the short list of people I was really looking forward to meet. So. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to see where the story is going to go. I'm really excited for it. Let me tell you. <laughs> no. So, you know, this story, we talked about this. We, we hashed all this out because it, 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 it caused a, it caused a thing. So it's the last day of, it was, I don't know. Let's say they played, I don't remember, but let's say they played like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe just Friday, Saturday. Sunday, uh, I was still in uh, Las Vegas and had not met up with David. So I called him, you know, he answered the phone. Hello. And I said, Hey, David. He said, yeah. I said, this is Sudsy. And he said, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, like, I just wanted to know if you are around and, and like, are you still in Vegas? What are you doing? Where are you? And you were like, I'm driving back to Seattle. Bye. <laughs> and I hung up the phone and thought, you motherfucker, I held on to that shit for years. And it wasn't until Hampton 2009 when Seriously? we were sitting at the restaurant. And so we were sitting there. I was like, you, I must have had a few in me. <laughs> I was like, you snubbed me back in 2004. And you were like, I did? Oh, geez, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize it. And I didn't mean to. It was totally unintentional. Well, those two thousand. I, I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, no problem." <laughs> we probably all in a really good mood after this amazing two thousand four Vegas shows. <laughs> well, I got stuck in Vegas for an extra day. That was probably the reason well, I called you in retrospect. That's no storm. Uh, no, I just miscalculated the day I was leaving, <laughs> and I thought I was leaving at one day, and I actually was stuck there for an extra day, which was a problem because I was young and completely out of money so i wound up who was it somebody hooked me up with a friend of theirs who was still staying an extra night who was cool and i hung out with with her and her crew all day and she said i could crash on their hotel room floor which was so 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 nice of her she had these big big giant sunglasses before big big giant sunglasses were cool let me sleep on their floor which was fantastic except that she had hooked up with some kid named Sputnik and they persuaded <laughs> Wait, legit. Yeah. The guy's name was Sputnik and they, I, 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 I do not think that is his real name. No, it, I'm sure it was, not. It, was legit. it was legit what, what everybody called him, but yeah. So they wound up like having sex in the hotel room in the bed while I'm sleeping on the floor, except I'm not sleeping because you know me and I have a tiny bladder and I really, really, really had to pee. But like, I didn't want to get up like, in the middle of them having sex in the bed and like, sorry, don't mind me. <laughs> I just pretended like I was sleeping. It was so, so, so uncomfortable. And then 
finally they wrapped up. There were other people in the room, by the way. This was, it was like two queen beds or a room full of hippies. I'm just lucky I had a place to sleep in retrospect. So anyway, so thank you, girl with giant sunglasses. If you boned a guy named Spudnik in uh, Vegas 2004, I appreciate you letting me crash on your, your floor. It was much, uh, much appreciated. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> I apologize for snubbing you. Demonstrating that lack of social skills, it's really out of character for me. So I'm surprised I would ever do such a thing. I know. And clearly, uh, I'm not the best at letting grudges go. So apologies all around as well from me. <laughs> now, Marianne and David, how did you guys meet? Do you remember? The first time we met, I think, was at Hampton. The, uh, the, section, the section W night? No, we met... Oh, the, no, the, it was the restaurant. It was the it, restaurant the first night. See, I think I met you in line for one of the nights. Not the first night. I think I met oh. you in line for the second night. I have video from that Hampton meetup 2009. You know, I mean, why don't you just like, put it up on like on the big screen here in the studio? Oh, oh, well, I might be able to. Hang on. This is Share a lot of computer first. Come on, you're a numbers guy. You guys hear it? Yeah. I know. I know. Who is that guy? That's, um, oh, super stupid. I am too. And often I made a little crack about, um, I'm not giving you guys my number. I know. Finally, I decided. Oh my God, my beard's all black. I think we were talking yeah, about it right then, to. David. We were talking about. You're silly. <laughs> you totally missed your mouth, and I got it on tape. I got awesome. it on tape. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This is some high quality podcast action you guys are getting here. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Listen, thrill as we watch a video that you cannot see and comment on it. <laughs> Oh, look at Morgan. She hasn't changed at all. I have the unscrewed the top. really. Kind of amazing how far back we all go at this point. It is. Here we are. There's me. Brooke. Doug. You are a pretty girl, Brooke. You are a pretty girl. <laughs> she is a pretty girl, Brooke. Is that Kate? Oh, no, that's, that's uh, other Eisner. Ivy. Yeah. Look at you, Marianne. Look at those fucking glasses. <laughs> Someone should have told me. <laughs> I, like, I like those glasses. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> Happy. What happened to him? Please tell me you have like five or six more of these so we can keep on watching these over and over again. I don't. I think that's it. I think that's all I have. Um, okay, well, anyway, I guess it's about time that we get down to the nitty gritty of this conversation, which is, of course, your review of the Mexico shows. Uh, right, top neither bottom, of us got to, to go. So we didn't. We appreciate um, you joining. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I know that you're going to probably you know, throw some, some stats in there and, uh, you know, give us a, a real kind of technical review of things. But I was hoping that we could start with maybe some of, you know, I, I couched toward it. So maybe we could start with some of my favorite moments from what I'm I got my stack of papers here. I, I have a lot of notes ready to go. I might need a second here to refill my cocktail. Oh, although well, maybe I won't. I, I, I'm trying to pass a blood test tomorrow. So maybe I shouldn't. Maybe just hold Can off you on fail a blood though. test? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out. <laughs> I 
feel like it's, it's, it's a B and you should be positive. It's, it's, a, it's honestly, it's just like a wellness check, but I'm kind of afraid of what I, what we might find. So <laughs> I kind of there, feel like it's like the night before an exam and I'm cramming. <laughs> like, I, maybe like one night of not drinking will undo the last five years of bodily I, damage. <laughs> I had to get an MRI. This is a couple of years ago. I had to get an MRI and I um, showed up. It was like a Monday afternoon. But I had been at Folk Fest all weekend, so I'd been at a music festival. I show up. They're trying to put in an IV because they had to, like, pump me full of some liquid for, yeah. um, for contrast. They could not find a vein worth anything. And she was just like, are you really dehydrated? I was like, not usually. And she was like, what did you, did you drink a lot this weekend? And I was like, oh, I went to a festival no. this weekend. <laughs> and she was like, there we go. It's like, really, any, anything good that I've ever done to my body was undone this weekend. So, <laughs> the liver is very resilient. But I think Stephen just had one done, and he, he was fine. Well, we have no idea how, but he's all in the safe zone across the board. So how does that work, by the way? Is it? I, I mean, I would assume that you, you show a steady decline or incline in numbers. You don't just one day wake up with liver failure, right? Yeah, I think it's kind of a gradual thing. Right. So I figure that if I pass this test, fingers crossed, I'm probably good for another five or so. Yeah, that's carte blanche <laughs> to just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I should probably go out and celebrate with a massive, massive bender. I mean, how else does one celebrate? Hey, after my A1C, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not getting on for a year. I might as well eat all the carbs tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. As long as I can fool my doctor, that's all I really need to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. So back to your top to bottom review of Mexico. <laughs> Speaking of bottoms, what is the toilet situation on the concert grounds? Uh, they you were, just go anywhere <laughs> in the ocean. That's what the ocean's for. Yeah, the ocean is my toilet. The ocean is poo. But um, <laughs> that was one of the weak parts. They had they weren't quite flushable, but they weren't. <laughs> that, quite, hang on a second. <laughs> that is a key flaw in a toilet. <laughs> but they weren't quite porta potties either. They were like this weird no man's land where like they did this big chain of what should be honey buckets. But instead, and for those of you who are not from the Seattle area, Honey Bucket is the local chain of porta potties that we use. Which mm. sounds delicious. Yeah, that makes exactly. them sound so much nicer. Bucket of honey. They were not quite honey buckets, but they also weren't quite real toilets, and I wasn't quite sure what was going on with them. And that was definitely the lowest point. Also, the toilet in our we were advertised that they had smart toilets. I don't want my toilet to be smart. <laughs> exactly. I was like, is this toilet going to be smarter than me? Well, like, trivia-wise? Yeah, maybe he's going to be, like, uh, like one of your stats competitors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to cut it. You know, we can't have that. I saw a woman in the bathroom in Camden barefoot this summer, and I still think about her from time to time and wonder how she's doing. She has coronavirus. Right. I was like, she's got something. Cause... Yeah. Oh, my. So anyway, so yeah, all right. So back, back to Mexico. Focus, fools. Focus. All right. Top to bottom. Did they at least, wait, wait. I'm not done. I'm still on the bathroom. I'm still on the bathroom. Did they have, like, those, did they have hand-washing stations? At, I feel like for an all-inclusive, they should really... 
up their hand washing game. Yeah, that was. Well, this is before Corona is quite the thing it is now. I mean, it's getting there, but not yet. So we yeah. we were we were young and naive three weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we know now. Way back when. Um, How was uh, just kind of getting back to the the review of the Mexico shows? What was the <laughs> what was the bathtub like? What was the bathtub situation? Oh yeah, I saw photos. You had? Did you have one of the cool sudsy tubs? Every. <laughs> Every room had a hot tub, like a jacuzzi, had jacuzzi jets and everything. Jeez. But the problem is that, um, and I'm going to give everyone a very important Mexico pro tip. Each hot tub came with a little bottle of bubble bath. And they, I mean, I don't know if people know how bubble bath works, but it, you know, it activates. I find bubble bath, but it only activates when running water is coming. And the, the, the hot tub, like, like 45 minutes to fill and so you pour some you might put a little bit of bubble bath in there and get the hot tub filled so slowly it's like well that didn't do anything i'm gonna pour a little more in well, that didn't do anything nature on the jets and then it's on the floor out to the balcony <laughs> wait okay. but where did the bubble bath come from the container they gave you bubble bath? Yes. So then they were expecting you to put bubbles in the jacuzzi. Yes. And so I figured, no problem. And then you turn on the jets and all of a sudden. Yeah, there shouldn't be bubbles in the jacuzzi. I'm with Sudzy on this. So we're planning. You... It's like that episode of the Brady Bunch where they put too many, too much soap in the washing machine and it floods the house with bubbles. Yeah, it flooded the whole. It was really room. easy to, to turn off the. Um, the jets so we managed to stop it before it became a big issue but yes that was pro tip don't do that that's my most important advice i can give to anyone in mexico next year excellent back to the review just circling back here let's see what were we talking about (laughs) oh oh the fish show the fish show the review of the fish show mexico top to bottom so let's uh, just a couple of, of you know, a couple of my favorite parts of the show, just from kind of the comfort of my own uh, couch as I was touring from home. Uh, I was hoping you could uh, elaborate on some of these things. Let me know what you think. Uh, how about that lizards, huh? How about the lizards? You know, there, uh, see, plural, I wouldn't pluralize it. We only saw the one iguana. But it was oh, really, okay. really, really sweet. <laughs> Maybe how big did. was the iguana? It was a very solid um, foot long at least lying out there from like head to tail just lying out there selling himself in the rock that's awesome the problem the problem with the iguana though is that he is used to the tourist and he was very publicity shy as soon as mm-hmm. i picked up my phone he would scamper to the other side of the bridge that tried to run to the other side of the bridge and he'd run back and, and but did you did you say to him hey i want to pet you <laughs> no how about how about third night how about the the uh the waves third night the waves were pretty solid. They, at least once, they were strong enough to um, knock Melissa down and break her cell phone. Really? Thanks. Cell phones in salt water do not get along, apparently. That's another important pro tip. Okay. All right. So waves were good. Waves were good. How about, um, how about second night, that sand, uh, right around the encore? How was the sand? The sand... I've heard the last resort, the sand was very sticky. Like it was hard to walk through it because mm-hmm. like- the That would be my concern, yeah. But yeah. the sand was very compact. It was very walkable. Okay, we, good. So it didn't like hurt your calves by the end of the night? 
no, it was, we would come in, like I said, I stopped wearing shoes by the third day. I was realizing I just would take them off immediately and never put them back on. So why do I make my carrying these things in with me? Um, we can walk from our room, almost immediately get on the beach, walk all the way down on the beach. And not only was it easy to walk on and dance on, because it was so, like, so like, packed very well. But Excellent. like afterwards, when I got off, it's like my feet weren't all like, you know, eight tons of sand everywhere. That's good. That's good. And you didn't have like pain in your arches either. No. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, David, it has been so fun having you here again. I can't believe you agreed to do this. I'm glad you did. It's been super, super fun talking to you. I think we probably should wrap up here. David, is there any other thing that you want to say to our listeners while you have everybody's undivided attention here? I'll be honest, I'm a little intimidated by your audience and the, the, the sheer size of it. Uh, you, you also know now that uh, my sister is listening, and I'm sure she'll have uh, some kind words for you as well. So I'm sure, we'll sure. Not, I'm sure I did a very good job of making you guys look very intelligent this time. <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> you did. I mean, you did put fucking bubbles in a jacuzzi, so... <laughs> You might be, yeah, no, 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 no. You might be the stats man, (laughs) but you're not as smart as you think you are. But you're not the bubble guy. (laughs) You let Sudsy be Sudsy, and you do the stats, and never the two shall meet. You know, they expected us to use this bubble bath. I don't think I was making a mistake by doing using the amenity that they gave us. I agree. So take that, (laughs) Sudsy. Well, you you sure put me in my place. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, David. We really do. We love you to pieces. Marianne, yes. I love you to pieces. Love you. Um, I hope, David, that you get back to the West Coast quickly and easily and without infection. I don't know how you're going to make it back into Seattle, but I hope you're able to break through the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care of yourself, David. We hope to have you back uh, on the show soon to talk about some more bullshit. Thank you for your end-to-end critique and review of Mexico uh, and the fish shows. I thought you were a little bit hard on uh, on the music there, but that's okay. I understand everybody's a critic. So thank you for your time, and and we'll talk to you soon. Anytime. Bye, guys. Bye, listeners. Bye.